Hi, it's Dr. Sandy Laura Kramers. Thank you for joining me today for episode 17 of the EYE show. I'm one of the surgeons here at Visionary Eye Doctors, and thank you for tuning in. We're going to talk today a little bit about what to do after your intense pulse light procedure or your lipoflow procedure or your meibomian gland procedure. So what I'm going to talk about is what to expect and what you need to do to recover well after these procedures. Most patients have these procedures because they have dry eye symptoms and we're noticing on the mybography some gland loss. And what we're trying to do is stop that gland loss. So things like lipoflow, which is FDA approved, intense pulse light, which is not FDA approved, and meibomian gland dysfunction, or probing, I should say, for meibomian gland dysfunction, probing is also not FDA approved, but we've been doing this now for many years with many very good results coming out and many papers showing it is helpful. So Lipaflow is this FDA approved procedure you heard me talk about before. It's a little apparatus that goes on all four eyelids. It takes about 12 minutes. It's gonna milk the oil just like you milk a cow. And it's trying to just slow down the gland loss. This is, these, none of these are cures. We're just trying to slow down. And ideally in some cases, maybe even bring back the oil gland to function better. So Lipaflow works very well. Intense pulse light is a bright, very bright light that we shine really close to the eyelid margin on the bottom. I usually shoot one on the top. And that light has been shown to open the orifice of the meibomian gland, liquefy the oil, kill demodex mites, decrease inflammation, and it's been used in dermatology for years to help with tightening the skin. Sometimes it's considered a wrinkle helper to try to decrease your wrinkles and, sun, and, and sunspot remover, that kind of thing. But we're mostly focusing on trying to improve the structure and the function of the meibomian gland and ultimately really try to slow down its, its death, its, its atrophy. So intense pulse light we love. It's been working very well. And as I mentioned in previous podcasts, most of my patients don't need to go on to probing. Meibomian gland probing is where we take a probe, a sterile probe, and we go into each meibomian gland, trying to break open the scar tissue, trying to see if we can make that gland kind of a CPR for the gland, trying to open the orifice and then pump, you know, kind of keep pumping it with massaging or IPLs or heat compresses and blinking to try to revive that meibomian gland. And all three do work. It's just a question of which one's best for you and what's going to happen afterwards. So after all of these procedures, after any eye procedure, the first thing we do is cold compresses. So it can be either cold ice packs, cold frozen peas, cold water. When I had my lipoflow, I used a lot of cold water because you'll be a little irritated. Inside the meibomian gland, there are inflammatory factors, and those factors, when they're released into your tear film, can be irritating. I felt irritated after my lipoflow, and I usually don't even notice my eyes, so I was kind of like, whoa, this is kind of noticeable. Some patients notice worse inflammation after any of these procedures, and it can sometimes last six to eight weeks, and that is not uncommon. And what we're trying to explain to patients is there's been years of inflammation in these meibomian glands. I think I have a picture of them here. So this is basically the meibomian glands and those that are listening to the podcast, again, I'm showing the mybography. These glands that are kind of look like white piano keys are filled with years and years of inflammation. And so when we actually do a lipoflow, you're kind of trying to pull that inflammatory factors out to clear it so your body will produce better and clearer and more high quality oil. But those inflammatory factors are irritating. Same thing with intense pulse light, same thing with probing. So we use the cold compresses to try to decrease the effect of the inflammation in terms of causing foreign body sensation, pain, 
itching and redness. So that's what the cold compresses are for. But then after about one or two hours, then you start your warm compresses again. And generally we say warm compresses should be done 15 minutes twice a day. It can be dry or wet heat. The reason why we say that is because that's what the studies have indicated. I don't know yet of a single study that's looked at doing five minutes here, five minutes there, five minutes there, five minutes there, and then comparing that to 15 minutes twice a day. I don't think that study's been done. But it's probably helpful, something's better than nothing, but this, most studies compare Lipiflow, for instance, in effectiveness was compared to twice a day, 15 minutes of warm compresses. And when we say warm compresses, we mean putting some heat, not something like here that the heat is around here. You've seen maybe my reviews of uh, different types of, of uh, things Amazon is selling that puts the heat on the rim of the bone around the eye we want it on the rim of the eyelid, right at the base of the eyelashes. That's where the meibomian glands are. So if you're using something that's providing heat around your orbit bone and it's not touching the rim of the eyelid, I think it's a waste of money personally. And I don't have data to show that, but I've just used it myself on, on the reviews I've done on, on YouTube so far. So we want something with heat. We can use a warm towel. You, people have show you could roll up the towel like an onion so you can have a little bit of heat and it gets, it gets cold. You unroll the towel and it gets more you know warmer and, and you don't lose, you can make it last longer. In the microwave, there's the brooder mask. My favorite are still the wizard dry eye mask and the aroma. Uh, dry eye mask. Those I plug in next to my bedside in the outlet. If I can't sleep or before I fall asleep, I just put it on and, and then just leave it on and you last sometimes I think 60 minutes. You can have different levels. You do not want to burn the skin. So if you're getting redness or chafing of your skin or irritation, it's too much. But basically the heat, I will blink underneath it. I'll massage. I go this way. You can also go up and down. There's really no data that I've seen that says one way is better than the other. But the key thing is kind of blinking trying to get the oil out after the heat, because the heat is the only way at home we have so far to open the orifice and liquefy the oil. Some people use new lid, some people use the Q by Dr. Toyos. All of these are probably fine. The question is, is it worth the money? And my personal opinion is, I think that this is the same, whether it's this kind of heat or that kind of heat, I go with the least expensive. So that's why I do what I do with aroma, dry mask, and then of course, anytime I wash my hands, I wash my eyes. So that's the home stuff. And then we have the lipoflow, and then we have the intense pulse light, and we have the probing. So after that episode of that procedure you've had, the cold compresses for the first couple of hours, and then afterwards you start your warm compresses without burning your skin. Is more better in terms of heat? Probably yes, but we just don't have the data to prove it. So if I have time on the weekend, I will do more than just 15 minutes a day, or I'll do multiple sessions of 15 minutes a day, and I'll definitely take breaks from the screen, blink, those kinds of things are crucial. And then what we follow is see how often you need these procedures. Lipoflow is generally recommended twice a year if you don't have time to do the warm compresses. And we have patients whose eyes get red all the time with any warm compress. They often have rosacea, they can't do it. And we have many patients that are too busy. And so we'll recommend if they have glands and they don't look like stage three or four of gland loss, they do still have glands, we'll recommend Lipoflow twice a year. If you have already too much gland loss, Lipoflow is not going to really help. It's not enough. And then we'll recommend intense pulse light and or probing. So those are the key things to kind of understand how often do you need Lipoflow? How often do you need intense pulse light? We don't often know the answer to the question of how often do you need intense pulse light and probing until we've done the first one. Once we've done the first 
procedure of the intense pulse light, we videotape it so patients can see the quality and quantity of the oil coming out. Once you see whether or not the oil looks like golden olive oil or not, that's what it should look like. So when you blink, a normal tear should include a little gush of this kind of golden olive oil oil that kind of just gets into the tear film. That's what we should see. If it comes out like white toothpaste, white globular globs, or it doesn't come out at all, we know you'll probably need multiple sessions of intense pulse light. It's very, very similar to milking a cow. If you just milk a cow once a year, it's gonna dry up. If you milk a cow once a month, it's probably gonna dry up. So that combination of the intense pulse light and the warm compresses at home is truly the best that we have right now. If a patient, and I've mentioned this before, has done two or three intense pulse lights and there's no oil coming out of some of the glands, then we need to go into the gland and probe it. And that's where the controversy in this area is stemming from. So we have Dr. Maskin, who's the developer of the Maskin probe and, and has been writing about probing for years. He really believes you should only do probing. He believes it's a race against time. He has stated that the epithelium, the cells, will cover the orifice and cause permanent scar tissue, which will lead to the loss of that gland forever. And he is partly right. That is true. It does happen. We've seen it. We want it. It is a race against time. We want to keep the orifice open. We do not want the epithelium to cover the orifice and destroy that gland forever. Dr. Toyos is the doctor who kind of understood more about the intense pulse light. And his philosophy is that probing is damaging to the glands and nobody should get probed. So you have really two great minds in ophthalmology completely against each other. And what's the right answer? The right answer still, as of 2021, there's only one paper that had neither one of them involved. No drug company you know, involved, no, no financial interest. And that study was done in Korea. They had a group of, of just patients that had intense pulse light, patients that just had probing, and patients that had both together. And the group that did the best, the patients, was the one that had both together. But this was not thousands of patients. Each arm had only, you know, 100 or less, I think. It wasn't like we have great data. But it makes sense to me, and that's what we had been doing since, even before that paper came out. If intense pulse light is showing that there's no oil, you have to probe because there's something blocking it. And our only chance is to kind of open up that actual canal of oil. So that's crucial to kind of help the oil kind of get out and try to have a chance to get out. I don't think probing is damaging to the glands. My experience is that if you do nothing, if you just watch this, if you don't do lipoflow or you don't work on this, you're going to get atrophy. And that has been shown in multiple studies. That's our experience. So as I've mentioned before, we're all born with about 30 to 40 glands in each eyelid filled with oil. And we all tend to dry up as we get older. And we know this, we all know this. So we just are trying to slow this down and trying to stop the kind of quick drying up of those glands. So that's where these, these procedures are really crucial. So after any eye procedure, a little cold eye drops, <clears throat> then we do cold, cold compresses or cold artificial tears, non-preserved cold Zydra, Restasis, Sequa, or your serum or your PRP drops or whatever uh, stem cell or core blood serum drops because the cold, as I mentioned, is good for inflammation, pain, redness, swelling, itching. That's what cold is for. Heat is still the only thing we have at home to open the orifice and kind of milk that oil gland, liquefy the oil. So that's what you're trying to do with the heat. And so everyone's a little different. And that's why when you ask your doctor, what, what should I do? It's you're gonna learn to understand your body. If you have itching in the morning, put a little bit of cold on and then you can do your warm compress later. If you get red every single time and terrible itching every time you apply a warm compress, maybe not make it so hot, be ready to put cold compresses after your heat compresses. How often should you use your drops? 
The FDA approved drops prescriptions are twice a day. Non-preserved drops, we generally say you can use it as often as you need, even every hour. Serum that's non-preserved, autologous serum, autologous platelet-rich plasma, we've had patients use it every half hour if needed, if they had a corneal abrasion or have some type of uh, infection they're trying to, to heal quickly. We know these things work for all kinds of different issues, and just depending on your own cells, sometimes you need it more than other times. So those are the key things about post-op care after these procedures. The worst thing that can happen with any of these procedures is a sty. We haven't seen an infection. That's probably possible, but I haven't even seen it reported with any of these procedures. I have not seen vision loss reported. I haven't seen worsening symptoms reported with intense pulse light and probing. I've seen it with lipoflow a couple of times The patients feel they got worse. And I think it's because of the inflammatory factors that were pushed out of the gland. Uh, so it's it's one of those things that the, the only real thing that we've seen is a sty. So if the oil is starting to come out more, and the orifice gets clogged, you can form a sty. And I haven't seen it with IPL or probing yet, but I'm sure it's, it's probably been reported, but lipoflow, we have seen it. So when the oil starts to come out, you have to keep doing the warm compresses. If you ever start to get a sty, you do the warm compresses. I use my finger, take it a hot pot of water. I won't, I won't burn my finger, put it right over the bump. Keep, as soon as I feel it, just put it right over there when I get gets cold, dip it back in the hot water, get a warm towel, whatever you can. I tell people a hundred, a thousand times a day, whatever you can without burning the skin to get that orifice open with the heat to avoid a full-fledged chalazion that needs to be excised with surgery. And to date, we haven't had to do that with any patient with lipoflow, but we tell them that's the worst thing that can happen. We give them a prescription for an antibiotic steroid ointment just in case they ever get a sty so they can use that steroid to kind of help open up the orifice. The IPL, the worst thing that can happen with intense pulse light uh, is basically there's only, I think, one or two case reports of uveitis. We've talked about this before. A patient did not have the metal cover on the eye, nor the contact lens, nor the metal shield, and inflammation developed in the eyeball that was reported, I think, at Bascom Palmer. Uh, it was a different patient, but it was reported by them. The risk of discoloration of the skin we have not seen yet, but you have to be very careful. So we do a test spot on patients that are darker than me most often. Uh, I've had IPL on my, the back of my arm, no problem, you know, that kind of thing. So you just get a test spot. We've done patients that are super dark, but we decrease the power very low because we know it still works. Probing, the worst thing that can happen that I've seen so far is just post-op pain. I haven't seen an infection. I haven't seen anyone really get worse, but probably there have been. Uh, but we don't seem to see it causing damage in the glands, and I think that's kind of helpful. We use intense pulse light and probing for styes now. And so that's something that we can do to try to prevent a surgery. So if you ever get a sty, you wanna get on top of it right away. Come see one of the eye surgeons or your eye surgeon near you if you get a sty as soon as you can if they offer intense pulse light or probing because it can save you a surgery and the destruction of the gland. So those are the key things about post-op instructions for these procedures. I hope this was helpful. If you have any suggestions, please let us know and please subscribe and send this on to friends and family and make sure you're always blinking uh, whenever you can safely. Okay, thank you.